Okay, welcome back. So uh, this week we're playing Dungeons and Dragons version 3.5 in Cradle of the World. And so last session, uh, our heroes had made it back to the village of Cradle, which had undergone many changes since last time they had been there. And so we'll go ahead and start with uh, the introductions. I'm Brandon, the game master today. And so we'll move along with uh, Chris. Introduce your character. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, the fighter wizard, and uh, I'm happy to be home. Hi, I'm Travis. I'm playing Graham, who has hatched a scheme, but you'll find out more about that later. I'm Justin. I'm playing Rohan, who is a little bit upset about the recent changes at home. I'm playing... uh, I'm John. I'm playing Fenrith, and... I am sad because of the recent changes to my deity. Right, and to speak about those recent changes, just as a little refresher. So uh, when you returned to the village, you saw there were many differences. Uh, for one, it looked like there were more, many more homes than there had been before, and you see the signs of, of construction taking place, and even the building of a wall. And so... You found out after you landed at your home that at some point uh, recently, uh, more elves had started coming out of the forest that was now where there used to be a large plain where the farmers used to grow their crops. And so the village of Cradle has been um, working to incorporate these new people who don't know where they came from um, or or where they were before and so basically in order to uh, incorporate these people there's been a lot of construction going on because they need homes they also need things to do Um, so it turns out one of the best things to do to keep people busy until something more useful is found is just building a wall which as a fortification doesn't seem all that necessary based on the placement of the village, but it does keep people busy. You have heard, um, like the mayor say that some of the new arrivals, uh, had some trouble, uh, assimilating and, and so, you know, to keep them from acting out of boredom, there's been some make work designed to, you know, keep their hands busy. So that's one of the changes that's taken place. Um, there was also the issue where time seemed odd to them. So you, you all vividly remember watching the Angry Mountain explode, and uh, but now you find that it never did. And uh, that's, of course, related to the different uh, time streams. But um, So now you've got this, uh, there's also this, I don't know, the best word, probably a, a sort of... Um, A spirit of apathy has fallen over a lot of the villagers of late. The mayor's described that on any given day, a bunch of them just, they don't feel motivated to do anything. Um, And and so they'll just, you know, wander about aimlessly or lay about at their homes and they won't get any work done. And she's been struggling to find a way to overcome this, but hasn't been successful so far. Now, there's a temple being built for... Coralon, 
on the outskirts of the village and the work has stopped, you know, because the people who were building it suddenly just didn't feel like it anymore. So they sort of stopped coming into work. Um, let's see what other changes. Oh, right. Um, uh, Nazus was the Minotaur that you sort of rescued from the labyrinth earlier on in your adventures. And he stayed in the village and he promised that he would teach the people how to defend the village. So and now you've learned that he kept that promise. He's got a militia started, uh, apparently a militia that's pretty effective at stopping people from making mischief. Um, but that's all the details you have about that at the moment. So as we ended, um, Graham had gone home to visit his mother and father and his two sisters and fell asleep in their uh, living room in front of the fire, um, which he didn't intend to do. But, you know, mom stuffed him full of food and the fire was warm, so he fell asleep. And then uh, Casimir and Rohan were keeping each other silent company in the lighthouse. Was that correct? Are you? Yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Fenrith went to the temple uh, to find out what's going on, why the work has stopped, because he has determined that despite this depression that's overcome him at the image of Coraline's death or apparent death, um, somebody has to break this spell of apathy on the people. So he went to the temple where, um, where he found, oh, I know I've forgotten her name, um, Yathlani, who is um, a priestess, I suppose, of Coraline. Uh, converted and uh, found her in, in a disheveled state in her quarters at the temple, but uh, quickly snapped her out of it and convinced her that the work must continue and that somebody has, that she has to do her part to, you know, break this, the people from this fugue state. So we'll start with, uh, with you, um, Fenrith, and we'll say that, you know, it was nighttime when this happened and at the end of the session, you and her, you and she had gone to a uh, copse of trees on the grounds nearby to pray, essentially, which in her, in her case meant, you know, a, a dance and singing a forest song. And you joined her in that. And um, so we'll say that that went on for how long you don't know, because it was a religious experience. And so you lost track of time, but you wake up on a soft grass in the midst of these trees and uh, you feel refreshed and energized but there you are laying on the grass and you it's wet with dew and it and it's a it's a cool day there's a breeze sweeping in and normally um, it wouldn't be all that comfortable to sleep on the ground but it but it was this night so you wake up refreshed and uh, the Aflani is nowhere to be found so what would you like to do? We'll say it's dawn. All right. So if I remember correctly from last time, um, I had the dream again with uh, Corlon Lorathian taking a, a knife to the back. And this time as he was uh, falling, he winked, correct? Yeah. You, you think you think I think so. he did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold on to that because... That is a beacon of hope now that he didn't die. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll just uh, 
his stretch and get up and head over to, I will head to the church uh, as I, I want to try and get as early a start in, as possible on getting going out to the people if needed and getting everything back to business as it should be. Okay. All right. So as you so, walk back to the temple, um, which is not very far, um, you can see that Yathlani is up and about and uh, it, she's working outside the temple. Uh, there's a, like a, you know, wooden scaffolding set up and she's up on a, you know, probably one that's 20 feet high uh, above the steps itself. And there's the sigil and she's doing some work on that and humming to herself. So I'll come up and uh, greet her and ask how many days has it been since the uh, town folks have been out to build. Uh, she says today marks the fifth day that none have arrived to work. Fifth day in a row. As as uh, odd as it may seem, we should we should refrain from building immediately. Instead, as gather food, and we will make a we'll make a a celebration feast uh, like lunch. Right? As the idea trying to to draw people in and over right and at the same time we can then uh you know preach the the teeth the teachings of uh Corlon Lorathian as start to rebuild some of their spirit yes this is a marvelous idea um i think we should go bigger i think we should hold a uh, a village wide festival invite everybody as a celebration can double as a celebration of the return of the heroes, no doubt the mayor's already uh, making preparations for that, so this can take place at the same time, and when and we we can explain to the people, you know, that we must maintain hope. Damn you, Graham. Um, yes, as that's, I, I don't know what the food store situations are here, um, but as I can, I can gather supplies as i think that uh unless well actually i will have you gather supplies i'll go talk to the mayor and uh explain what we're going to do that way we can start passing the word around town okay do so you want her to go tell the mayor or you're gonna no i want her to go gather supplies and i'll go talk with the mayor okay well yeah she says um Likely the mayor's already dealing with the supplies, and I can say, you know, despite any other challenges we face... Then we should both go talk to the mayor. The food won't be a problem. We've had bountiful harvests, and the, you know, the fishermen are catching more than ever before. Either that, or you can talk to the mayor, and I can go judge the people. <laughs> no, she'll, she'll go with you. <laughs> I'm she'll just playing, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, if the food situation she thinks is in order, then we should both go to the mayor. And that way we can get it about town that, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, calling on the good citizens of Cradle to uh, join us in a celebration tonight at the temple of uh, Corlon Lorathian. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you go, you, you, you two head out to speak with the mayor then. And um, 
as you travel, like as you make the walk, which it's not a long walk, but uh, you can see that this time of the morning, you know, the sun's up now, and so there's a lot of activity going on in the village. Kids are up, running around outside, and, you know, you can smell food cooking, and you, you hear the sounds of work taking place, you know, wood chopping and things of that nature. But everybody that you encounter on your way seems to be in a good mood. And they, you know, they call out to greet you and the kids come follow you and ask you questions. And, you know, they got their wooden sticks for swords and they're just going on about their business as kids normally do. So um, what none of the people you see seem to this morning at least be a, suffering from any sort of depression so you you are on your way there and she'll go with you okay yeah as i'll i'll stop and and you know talk with anybody that uh that does talk to me and uh you know greet people as we go by as uh the the parting is always uh imparting a word of encouragement from the book of Corlon Lorathian that uh you know we we are not to give up hope okay um all right so yeah you're talking about that and uh you you see when you mention that name that there's actually recognition in a lot of people's eyes so i mean last time you left that wouldn't have been the case but obviously based on people recognizing the the things you're saying and the name you're using yathlani has actually done what she promised to do and begun preaching Coralon. Uh, in those times when we don't have any anybody uh you know talking to us or if we walk through parts of the city that are uh, a little less populated this early as uh, i will comment that she's done a great job in spreading the word of Coralon lorathian as I, I admire uh her dedication to him and to the faith uh yeah so she's you know She's appropriately humble in her, and when she thanks you for the compliment. But, all right, let's shoot on over to Rohan and Casimir. Would you guys have slept out there, or would you have made your way to your beds in the night? I would have slept out there. What about you, Casimir? Uh, yeah, probably. I probably would have offered to take first watch. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you guys were sleeping up in the, whatever the chamber's called, where the light is. <laughs> I don't know what that, if there's a name for that room or not, but, uh, oh, you know, there is, yeah, there's gotta be, um, but that's where you wake up. Uh, Casimir, you wake up with, um, the omen like, uh, on your chest purring contentedly like cats do. And, um, Rohan, you wake up the, the raven, the silver raven is like over by the large, you know, by the window tapping at it with his, with his beak. Um, but not, not in a, like an insistent way, just like in a bored way. Cause there's no way for him to get out. Okay. Yeah. If I wake up during the night, then I'll probably go and take a lap around the outside and check and make sure everything's still good in the town. Just out of habit. Okay. And then what about you, Casimir? Does what? N nothing really seems to be like pressing. <laughs> no, it's, no. You're, okay. This is just right when you woke up there. 
yeah, I'll uh, wake up and begin doing my standard routine. Then I'll uh, I'll uh, begin preparing spells and meditating on that. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay. So you're doing that, and Rohan, he gets up, and you know you're aware of him moving around, and so go ahead and remember to regain the hit points that you would gain from a good night's sleep. Uh, you know, because you guys all have some wounds. Mm-hmm. So you can go ahead and. Uh, put those back on, and then you know, we're all on. You're walking around the like the outside of this yeah. this lighthouse, just checking over things. Um, so, give me a spot and give me a your what's the the nature one? Um, nature lore. No, it's I don't know why it's escaping me at the moment. Knowledge, nature, <laughs> survival. Yeah, uh, the the survival. Yeah, sorry. Okay, in the tower. No, it doesn't. You don't need to. There's the spot and the survival. Nice. Okay. Uh, so it's dawn right now on a Thursday. Um, by noon on Friday, there will be a um, hurricane. There's okay. nothing. There's nothing. This is the, th- the crazy thing. There's nothing in the sky to tell you this. You just look out. You can see, you know, the fishermen. They're heading out to do their thing the you know the tide the the line on the beach is just a little bit off from where you would expect it to be you know the the tide coming in doesn't reach exactly the spot that you think it should you know there's there's like you know wisp wispy clouds here and there but um wh- whatever it is you can't tell not enough to explain anyways you just know there's going to be a hurricane that's going to smash into the coast by okay. noon to, on Friday, by noon tomorrow. Okay. Um, and that that's what you see with your survival. Um, and then your spot, as you're walking around and you see the home of the heroes, uh, you look down and um, Fulwin had, uh, what's the word? Uh, he went out to attend to your rocks. And mm. I haven't described this before, but you know these these giant uh, saddle slash platforms that are on these birds, um, they actually take industrial equipment to remove. So there's uh, off to the on the on the side of the barn, which is you know attached to the house, but it's enormous. But on the side of it, there's on the whole wall is a boom arm that swings out and there's cranks and pulleys and stuff and you can see that uh he's got helpers but um you know two helpers have come from somewhere in the village to help him but these this is how he's removed these harnesses um and set them to the side and uh so he's done with that and you can see him like you know it's a good distance but you can see him just not close enough to read expressions on his face but by the way he's acting you can see he's agitated by something and he is telling the two helpers something in animated fashion and they go darting off towards the village but you can also spot that something is wrong with the the rocks okay um they they look ill is a a good way because they're they're all laying down like they would be roosting which is not normal um, by this time with their harnesses removed, they should be out hunting, but they're not, they're all just laying there. Um, 
and with your spot you can see that uh, one of them which would be well yours tempest um has a uh a purple black splotch um on her um on her chest just forward of of her left wing okay seeing that i'll i'll head down to check on tempest all right so you you go inside to get to the stairs and you you see casimir there and he's going through his meditations and yeah i'll just kind of casually say something uh to him there seems to be something wrong with the rocks i'm gonna go check it out all right i'll be down in a bit or if you find something tell me will do all right um all right so yeah uh omen uh follows Rowan as well and then that that raven lands on your shoulder and goes with you as you head down those steps um and then casimir so you're going through your meditations and your uh um doing your morning routine getting prepared for the day and uh everything goes normal okay it's just it's just that you do get this odd sense like um I don't know if any of you ever played that game where you sit in a doorway and you press your hands against each side as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a minute of doing that, you step forward and relax your arms and they just go up on their own and it feels weird. Uh, you're, you're experiencing something like that in the sense that you're doing your meditations and all that and you just keep finding yourself, uh, your head turning to face the West. Hmm. Uh, it just keeps happening. Like there's you know, something over there to see, which if there is, you can't tell what it is. So okay. the, uh, the, the elevation you're at, this lighthouse, you look, you can look into the West is all the hill slash cliff, uh, region that you would travel on to get to the rock cliffs. It's the same area you flew over to come home. Okay. The same direction of the, the cave that you found when you entered the labyrinth. Yeah, I was going to say that, uh, what is it, There were, was that the same area with the room that seemed to be made for the heroes that we had to use our amulets to get into? Yeah, yeah, okay. that was that direction. And it's also the same direction where, um, well, maybe you don't know about that. Who had the skull and dropped it down the hole? That was me. Was, yeah. yeah, but did you tell people you had done that? Not at all. Mm. Okay, anyway. So you just find your, for whatever reason, your head keeps looking that direction. Okay. That's also the direction where the mayor said people have been exploring to see if there's new places to mine. Hmm. But then your, you know, your meditations get done and, you know, and you're free to do what you want. Yeah, I'll uh, go down to Rohan, see if he's discovered anything with the, the rocks. Okay. All right. So you guys head there. Uh, Graham, you wake up to the sound of frying bacon smell wafts through the house and your sisters are stomping around and you know the house is in full activity and you wake up on a chair with a blanket over you in front of the fire Um, you can tell looking out the window by the position of the sun that dad's already out on the boat so uh, what do you do so i jump up from the chair and i'm like i'm awake casimir (laughs) oh uh Well, Bloodtooth, I think the first thing we need to do today uh, is track down Fenrith. Uh, after breakfast, of course. Kill all the witnesses that saw you sleeping on the job. Um, all right. Um, do a will in the tower. 
how'd I do? Okay. So, um, so you say that and, uh, you feel like, uh, like a burst of surprise. And, uh, then you hear that voice that's blood tooth, but not the one that you get along with. Unfortunately, who are you? Get out of my head. (laughs) And then silence. Well, calm down. I've been in your head for a long time now. And then your mom comes in, she's uh, talking to yourself. Breakfast no, huh? is almost ready. Please, if you would, set the table. Yeah, that would be crazy. I'm talking to my knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you say, dear, but set the table, please. Breakfast Smell- is almost ready. Smells great. Yeah, so I'll, I'll eat breakfast and uh, make conversation with the old family. But yeah, then my plan is to uh, track down Fenris. Okay. All right, so breakfast, and, you know, your sister's there pestering you with questions and, you know, asking you everything under the sun, like how long are you going to stay and things like that. Well, hopefully for a been. while. Um, and your mother, she's just silently going about her daily chores. But um, So then breakfast is finished, and she says, it's good to see you. Please come by again and see us as often as you want. Your Your dad won't say so, but he misses you. And uh, then off you go. So you step out onto the porch and uh, early morning and you can you know, hear the sounds of, of the village being awake now. Animals, there's geese, and chickens and goats, sound of hammering and clanking and wood splitting and all of that. Um, and so then it just it's up to you where you would go to look for Fenrith. Yeah, that's a good question. I suppose I'm not really in on his plans to expand his god's domain here. But I'll scan around at the horizon and see what sticks out to me, or maybe there's a group of people I can approach. All right, so nearest to you, um, you know, there's a bunch of homes, and uh, you you would have, see, where your parents' home is situated, you would go... You know, west is the home of the heroes. In fact, you can see it from where you are because it's on a higher elevation. And then uh, in between you and it, the path threads through homes to either side and to the center of the village where there's the, you know, the meeting, the meeting hall. Uh, You don't see any like groups of people. You just see people doing stuff like fixing a roof or putting laundry on a line or, you know milk and goats and things like that well i will yeah. strike off to the meeting hall and uh greet people if they make eye contact with me yeah they do everybody takes the time to stop and wave and you know some of them even cheer for you and, and some of them thank you and the kids all like immediately abandon their chores and rush out to follow you and ask you questions you know have you fought any demons is there any demons that skin children and did you fight them and uh things like that but um, you know it doesn't take long for their parents to come out and threaten to pull their ears off if they don't get back to their chores and quit pestering the hero <laughs> he's busy he's got things to do you know and the kids are crestfallen and so they leave to get back to the doldrum of their existence but um, you make your way to the town meeting hall and that place is busy you know there's a lot of people around that area um you know, there's a well near the central well of the town nearby, and there's people visiting that. And uh, it's like a crossroads, sort of, even though there's not too many p- 
people in the village, but there's a lot of people around. So one thing you notice right away is that there's a group of uh, 10 elves, and uh, they're all dressed the same. Um, they've got this, like, uh, it's a like a dark green uh, uniform, sort of, um, and they've got pole arms. Like, well, in this case, they've got spears, and they're lined up, and they're going through some exercises with their spears, you know. And uh, there's another one standing, facing all of them, barking out orders. But this is clearly the town militia. And just based on what you see, uh, Nazus has done a good job training them because they they certainly know how to handle their their spears. But they're doing some drills out in the wide open green area there. And there's um you know both of the doors to the town hall are open, and there's a steady stream of people coming in and going out okay Um, if i see like a guard or somebody idling around i'll ask them if they've seen fenrith around this morning okay yeah so you walk up and you can see there's some people lined up to get into the meeting hall and uh you know because it's got that wraparound porch sort and so you walk up the steps to talk to one of them and this is about the time that um fenrith and yathlani uh appear in the in the area they're coming from the northern part of town and uh you know so they come down the path and they're you know waving at people and people are talking to them but they're making their way to you so you see them about 50 feet away now yeah i'll raise uh up a call hey fenrith i've been looking for you so once i hear familiar voice of graham calling out as i'll look around and tell i spot him he said he's standing over by the the meeting hall correct yeah it's it's a big building and it's got a um a a large porch that wraps entirely around it and so he's standing on the steps on the you know western side of it pretty close to the well he's standing on those steps he waves at you so where you are you're you're coming into the the village center um and about 20 feet away from you you can see the backs of the group of elves drilling with their spears and you know there's people all around gathering stuff from the well and there's some carts set up where people are trying to sell some things okay so yeah i'll uh i'll raise a hand and uh hail graham it's good to see you this morning and i'll uh make mention to yathwani that uh, uh that i see graham up ahead and start moving his direction yeah, I'll hurry over to meet him. All right, so as you as you move over to meet them, um, you see that he's traveling with Yathlani, and, um, you know, she's dressed in these white robes that are uh, in the in the actual, in the style of your village. You know, these are like um, robes, but, but, but also like uh, trousers underneath, uh, you know, so they can ride horses or climb trees and stuff. They're very serviceable, and... Uh, She's wearing these, and it's this the sigil of Coralon that you recognize has been sewn into the front of it, and the hood's back, and so she's, you know, beautiful and radiant with her long hair, and she's smiling, and uh, and you, as you move towards them, you you make the calculation of exactly where to strike uh, to put her down immediately, so nobody can stop you. you, you <laughs> 
you calculate exactly how many steps to take and where to plant that knife and that and you you're convinced you think even Fenrith wouldn't be able to stop you even though he's right there next to her he he just wouldn't be able to react in time uh so we'll save in the tower man this murderous rampage is interfering with my plans oh okay nice so your hand um like you blink and realize as you're walking forward and you 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 realize your hand is on blood tooth and you're about to pull it from the sheath but uh it's at that point that you recognize that this is this is not your thought this is blood tooth whichever entity is currently in control trying to control you and so with uh force of will you're able to push that uh voice or push that urge down and uh and retain command of yourself but you can feel this like uh this um resentment emanating from it uh and and it's so powerful it's almost a physical effect in the pit of your stomach uh, am I able to see him? Uh, yeah, so you know, you, reach down and grasp. Well, blood tooth. Yeah, you see that, but uh, do a. Um, well, I was gonna look behind me if I can, like start looking around for danger. Well, do a sense motive. Do you want it in the tower or no? No, go ahead and just throw it out there. Graham is a pure soul; he would never harm us. Let me see here. All right, so uh, yeah, you see Graham. Uh, walking forward with his hand on his on blood tooth but to you it doesn't seem odd i mean it's a natural place to put your hands when you're walking so you know he's probably just not in that belt. stance it's not <laughs> yeah i mean you just don't you just don't detect that there's anything <laughs> off about it anyway graham so there you go and you walk up to fenrith and yathlani and and they stop to talk to you well yeah i've been thinking fenrith but I don't think I've met your friend before. Ah, Graham, this is Yithlani, priestess of Coralon uh, Lorathian. As she has been continuing the teachings uh, while we've been away. Uh, Yithlani, this is Graham, uh, hero of the sea. I hope I was right on that. Yep, that's it. All right. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, well, go ahead. she looks at you both like you're making a joke because she's like oh i know As, because i oh no i kind of am i uh, everybody knows yathlani yeah i know graham because i caught him stealing pies from me oh no that wasn't was me six years old <laughs> maybe it was my sister's yeah well anyway so Can she laughs but but yeah she she does <laughs> recognize <Prove>. you <laughs> nice as uh i'll i'll uh explain to graham that we were we were just on our way to see the mayor um i would like uh i would really like you to join us as it's it's important it's about the festival tonight or the celebration tonight oh, okay yeah well um i'll do that but i've been thinking about the task you gave me and well we're gonna need metal we're gonna have to get those mines open as I honestly can't remember what task you're talking about. As the air marshal of the island. Scorpions? Ah, you know, I spent yes, two hours okay. trying to find scorpions in the bushes, but couldn't do that. But I came up with this idea for a weapon, kind of like a big crossbow. But if we're dealing with dragons, we're going to need something, you know, better than just wood. We're going to need something with barbs on it, you know, chains or ropes. So that way we shoot them and then we can keep them low. 
you get where I'm going with this? Yes. But you remember how we didn't have we much metal have to, because of the mines being closed. Yeah, we we will definitely need to investigate the the mines, um, see if we can banish the evil that's there, so that we may reopen them. Uh, although the the joining of other lands does present some additional opportunity, as we should also see if there's any surveyors that have been sent out to try and find new mines and new sources of metal. Has it? Have we heard that they've done that yet? I'm sure the mayor will have all of the information that we seek. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the mayor did say people were ranging out to the west to search, and that she even said that some didn't come back, but she didn't know if that was true or not. Well, yeah, I, I, I dreamed about it. I, you know, I, I think hunting something in the air would be a lot like hunting something in the water. You know, same principle as a harpoon. Keep them from getting away from you. As your imagination never ceases to amaze me, Graham. Yeah, I just wonder what we're going to call them. The weapon. We will call them Graham-poons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> does it does um, I'm sure that we'll think of a, uh, a name. Up at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I destroyed Brain. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine rage boiling here. over. <laughs> but, you know, you you can have a hero point for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's uh, let's talk to the, the, the lady in charge. As I'll, uh, I'll sling my arm around Graham and, and tell him that uh, it is, today is going to be a great day. Oh, yeah? Are you guys getting married or what? No, we're not only have the heroes returned to Cradle, but we are going to celebrate Corallon, Lorathian, uh, the entire village, as it should be. Okay. I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, let's, let's continue on See the Mayor, and I'll start uh, heading towards the, the front entrance. So has this meeting hall changed quite a bit since the last time? As I know that there was uh, the goblin attack, um, and then uh, I imagine they had repaired it by the time we got back from one of our expeditions, but with the rest of the town growing, is this grown too? Uh, no. No, this looks much the same. Um, there wasn't much damage done to it, and uh, now it, it doesn't look like it's undergone any changes at all. Um, it's, you know, it's still serviceable, still big enough for... Uh, what it what it's used for now you can tell just based on the home the new homes being built nobody ever gave you a number of how many new people arrived but even before there was not enough room inside for everyone in the village to be there so usually what they did um was like the mayor or the council would use it for their meetings and then if they needed to talk to certain num groups of people they would have those meetings in there but for like whole town meetings they would stand on the porch and everybody would gather in the in the green and outside and and they would do so okay now, so is it still just like able to walk in or do we have to uh stop and be announce ourselves to the guards or no there's no guards and you can you could just walk in the doors wide open but people are lined up in order to get in and they're taking turns um hmm. But you are a hero, so 
you know. This is a perfect opportunity as I'll uh, go down the line one by one, greeting each person, uh, speaking some wisdom of Corlon Lorathian as I make my way to the front of the line. And then uh, as soon as she finishes, well, even if she's in the middle of it, as I'll, I'll step in. That's how you cut lines as a cleric. So are right, so go ahead. Other people triggering <laughs> this urge to to kill, or was it just um, just her? Just her. Hmm. So far. Um. So one thing you do see as you walk up the steps and you're getting ready to walk down the line, talking to everybody, is you both see that uh, there's a wagon being pulled by a mule uh, going is through. Is it Philo? No, that was a donkey. Uh, this is a mule. They're bigger. So, um, Steve? It could be. But uh, you notice that the wagon is like full of enormous uh, saws. These are the kind that are like six feet long with a handle on each end that, that are used for two people to work together cutting trees. Um, but it's full of them. You know, there must be 30 or 40 saws in that wagon and it's moving off down the path towards the, uh, well, east, northeast. And that's a surprising thing for you to see. Yeah, as, uh, it actually it will catch my interest, and I'll, I'll uh, not really talking to anybody, but more to myself or just saying out loud, is, uh, what is this? And I'll start walking off towards the that wagon. As, uh, if they are moving through, I'll, I'll hell them to try and get him to stop oh yeah no problem at all so um the uh the driver is a um an elven man that you guys know as ingen is his name um and uh he's happy to see you he's like oh, hello there young hero what can i do for you hello england In- ingen what is his name sorry ingen i am ingen. geo okay hello ingen as how fare you this morning? Quite well. Just uh, taking this load out to the, well, to what used to be the plane. As what's, uh, I seem to remember she mentioned that now it is a forest. That's right. Yeah, it is. Uh, Up overnight, suddenly. dozen, couple dozen families living on their farms, producing all the food we could ever need, and then wake up one morning and there's trees everywhere. Well... Those farmers said, these trees got to go. So we're building saws and we're cutting them down. It's not like the world's going to run out of trees. We were there first. So so Ingen, you know, is a farmer that had his land out there. He, You know him because of the rarity of, you know, he's just stuck in your mind because of how infrequently he would be seen in town. Because he was like, his farm is was the furthest from town in the plains. Uh, and as a matter of fact, his farm was about a quarter mile from the haunted mine. And so he wasn't seen in town often at all. And that's why he sticks in your mind. But uh, but yeah, that's what he says. We're, those trees got to go. We'll use the wood and uh, we're going to take our farmland back. Now, if you heroes know any special hero magic for removing trees, we'd appreciate the help. Fireball. <laughs> There was this one thing that uh, I remember Casimir telling me about. Well, 
I, I understand the the desire not to uproot your your family and seek a new farming location, but do you really think that uh, that you should be destroying what uh, Coralon Lorathian has blessed you with these wonderful trees? Yes, sir. <laughs> As it ain't heretic. <laughs> At any rate, like I said, there's still a giant forest, and we'll definitely put this wood to use. Now, as it turns out, with these new people, there's need for new new fishing boats and new homes, and so it's actually, now that you put it in those terms, it does seem like Coralon might have blessed us and gave us exactly what we need, and we don't have to go far to get it. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, but That's why didn't he just give us homes to begin with? Hmm, Fenrir? As he did. Live in the tree. As uh, I, I will mention to him that, uh, it, and ask him to take word back to the farmers, as I'm going to let this go, but as I want to make sure that, that they're aware as well, that there is going to be a, a celebration tonight, as, uh, a feast, and that all are welcome. As please make sure that, uh, that you spread the word to the other families that are out there. So I know that it's, it's not often that you you bless the town with your presence, but uh, we would definitely like to extend the invitation to as many families as possible. Oh, I'll, sp- I'll definitely spread the word, and I'll be back tonight for certain. Just got to drop this load off, and I'll let everybody know, and we'll come on in. Celebration sounds like just the thing we need. So Indeed. May the blessing of Corlon Lorathian be with you always. And you, hero, and you. So you can see from where you're talking to him, um, the blacksmith shop. You know that that's gone. That that's undergone some changes. It's much bigger. The um, the town blacksmith uh, was a woman named uh, Findali, and she uh, had, she's definitely increased the size of her shop. And you can hear hammers ringing out, and and you can see sparks coming from in the darkened. You know, open doors. That's where the saws came from. Yeah, I'm gonna go investigate that next because I wanna, I wanna try and figure out. As I know, we were already short on metal. Where did all this metal come to build these saws? Um, so you go there to ask. Yeah, I'm gonna go go greet the the blacksmith and question them about where as uh, metal was so scarce before. Has it really become so common that? that we can afford to turn it into you know, saws like this. And okay, so yes. as I strut in, in my full plate armor, of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn hypocrite, but yeah. still Different type of metal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you make your way in there and, um, you can see, uh, Findali is, uh, hard at work. She's, you know, she's got some helpers and she's barking out orders and tell them what to do. And you always, like everybody knew her before, and she was like, um, she had reached the point where she couldn't do this kind of work anymore. She just did like easier stuff. Um, but you know, the same effects that you've noticed for everybody else have taken hold in her. And so she looks no older than you now. And so she's, you know, she's got her thicker than normal arms and she's got her hammer and her apron. And so she's, and they're hard at work making these saws in there. And uh, she's, you know, happy to see you just like everybody else. And uh, when she's 
when she asked, when you ask her where all this metal came from, she says, well, we were never as light on it as, as we wanted people to think. We just didn't want to waste it. But uh, in addition to that, these newcomers had a lot that we've recycled, reused, and turned it to turn into other things. So, But we're not going to be able to keep it up for long. We've got to get those minds open. Maybe that's something you heroes can do while you're here. That is something that uh, that we plan to look into. Is not only do we need it for you know the the saws, but uh, we need it for defense. As Graham is uh, a brilliant idea, and I'll I'll turn and look at him expectantly. Yeah, I'll explain what I want. So it's uh, kind of like a big crossbow, you know, with a with a barbed arrow. Or a bolt that we would shoot. Uh, we could attach ropes to it. You think you could make a prototype? Um, yeah, so she listens to you and she nods. And she's like, yeah, well, yeah, I probably could make something like that. Uh, I'm swamped with work right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll do some drawings and we'll see what I can do. Oh, that would be really helpful. We'll work on getting those mines open and there'll be free metal for everyone. <laughs> you know, I seem to remember a story... Of the old days, when the fishermen used to go after whales, and they had something sort of like that. Of course, according to the stories, their boats were much bigger back then, but yeah, I should be able to come up with something like that. How hard could it be? I don't think that hard. Well, that was a rhetorical question, sir. Oh, sorry, I'm bad at that. Uh Now, if you'll excuse me, sirs, I've got a lot of work to do. Excellent. As uh, We'll let you get back to work and... Look forward to seeing those those uh, drawings. Okay. And then you want to go... And then we'll go see the mayor, yeah. Okay. All right. So you start heading that way. So Rohan, um, you make it to the grounds of your home, make it through the gate, and uh, you can see Fulwin is like glancing about. Most of his attention's on the rocks, but he's always looking over to see if anybody's coming and he sees you. And he's like, ah, Rohan, sir... <laughs> I sent the my helpers to look for you, but there's something wrong with the with the birds. You must take a look. This is far beyond my expertise. Yeah, I noticed something was wrong from the lighthouse. Uh, what have you found out? Nothing. I found out nothing. They just lay there and look, and he shows you. So you go over, and Tempest is the one he takes you to, and she's laying there. And um, so you do your, yeah, let's see what would be the best skill to use. Um, one thing I'd like to do is, is cast, uh, speak with animals so I can actually talk with her. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you cast that. Um, and so you can. So yeah, ask what they're, what, what she's feeling and what's wrong. Okay. Um, so yeah, you come up to her and, uh, you know, she's laying there and she's breathing heavily and, and slowly and her eyes, um, are mostly closed. Um, let me pull something up real quick. So that spot that you saw, um, it was like a black purplish splotch on her mm-hmm. chest, you know, up up close to her left wing. So you now up close, you can see and it's massive. And it is, it's like a, uh, it's like a black splotch where the feathers have been burned away. And the purplish comes from these lines that move through this this black color and they they're actually moving um and it reminds you a lot of the 
odd lightning that struck. Uh, it looks a lot like that. So, um, okay. from where you're, from where you're standing, you can see that the, f- like the feathers are, are very slowly burning away and it, and it's spreading. So, but she cast this spell and you can, so you can, uh, communicate with her. And so you're able to ask questions and receive answers, um, according to this spell. And so you, you ask her what's wrong, but, um, and, and basically she just, she doesn't know. She's just in pain. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll ask, are you only in pain where these marks are? Um, she says no all over. Okay. Um, I'll cast detect magic. Um, cause these do kind of look like something magical, uh, and ask her, did this start overnight or did you start hurting before we came back? Uh, when we, when we were flying is what she says okay. when the, in, in the storm. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll kind of focus in on, on the area where I can see those purple lines moving with my, mm-hmm. uh, detect magic. Uh, okay. So yeah, you look at that and yes. So right away you detect the presence of a, of a magical aura, um, that you can tell that right away emanating from that. Okay. And then a few seconds of looking at it and you detect that there's one and it's uh pretty power. Let me pull up the list. So it is a strong aura. And then, um, yeah, so that's what you can detect with detect magic. Okay. And yeah. It's it, going it, to go ahead. It's going to come to my mind that with something like this, that I'll need to bring in Casimir if it's uh, okay. magical in nature. But before I, uh, I, I, I stop my investigation, I'm going to try casting my uh, Cure Light Wounds on her and see if that helps at all. Um, all right. So you go put hands on her to cast that spell. Um, do a um, ca- ca- caster level check. Okay. So if you go to your, your, your spells. Yeah. See the ranger. There's a... Uh, yeah, up at the top. The concentration uh, check roll. You see where it says Ranger, and look to the right of that. You'll see CL6. Just double-click yeah. that. That's your caster level, so double-click that to roll it. Yeah, not rolling when I double-click it. No. Uh, let's try going out of combat mode. No. Well, just roll a d20 and add 6 to it. Okay, so uh, you step forward, and you put hands on her and you go to cast this spell and uh, you feel this odd sensation that you haven't experienced before. Um, it's like, you know what it feels like when the spell is effective. Mm-hmm. In this case, it feels like the, the force, you know, normally you, you feel this sensation of, of you pushing the magic. In this case, it, you feel as if the magic is pulled if that makes sense. And so you see a flare on, uh, you know, this black and purple splotch, it flares and spreads like a little faster. So, uh, what, um, like do the, the healing for that spell, roll the, the healing effect. Yeah. So that it actually does damage there rather than healing. Okay. Um, it's like you feel as if, it took that as fuel, whatever's going on here. Okay. Uh, what was the name of our, 
our uh, helper dude. Folwin. Folwin. Uh, I'm going to Folwin. I'm going to tell him that he needs to inform the mayor that there will be a hurricane tomorrow and that we need okay. to start preparing. And then I'm going to head back up to the lighthouse to go get Casimir. All right. So you tell him, well, there's going to be a hurricane. Go tell the mayor. And he just like stares. <laughs> he just blinks and stares as if he didn't, didn't hear you. Right. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's so different of a thing from what's going on that his brain's not processing it. <laughs> and so, you know, he's just looking at you and then the gate opens and Casimir walks through. When, when he doesn't move, I'll, I'll say it again. I say, you need to go tell the mayor that there's going to be a hurricane tomorrow. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> a hurricane. Of course. Uh, tomorrow. I'll go tell her at once. And he darts off towards the village. So, Casimir, you walk through, and you can see Fulwin dart off past you. He's got this odd look in his eyes, like uh, confusion mixed with fear. And you can see <laughs> Rohan standing over by Tempest. with the, And so, now that you're close, you can see that all of the birds are, like, they're laying down. Like, not even really supporting their heads, <laughs> which is odd. You know, normally when they're resting, they'll, like, scrunch in on themselves. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but that's not what they're doing here. Hmm. That badge that you sent full when running? Oh, Rohan? that was that was about the hurricane. Uh no, I, I need your expertise on what's wrong with the birds. Um so as I was inspecting Tempest or walking up, did I see marks on the other birds as well, or was it just Tempest? Uh you see marks on uh Fainaro, but you from your angle you can't see any on on gyre or riven okay. um but you know there's a lot of them that you can't see so so yes casimir there appears to be some sort of a magical wounds on our birds that are slowly burning them from the inside almost as if it's feeding on their flesh like a firewood hmm. i've tried uh healing them with with my limited skills of magic but it just seemed to make the matter worse all right, I guess I can give them a look, but I feel Fenrith would probably be better suited on yeah. this, depending on the type of magic. Uh, so I'll do a similar thing as Justin did, give the uh, aura a peek, and uh, I think I'll, uh, if you let me do a spellcraft to try to determine a magical effect already in, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah. Effect? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and do spellcraft. All right, you want in the tower? Uh, no, go ahead and roll it. All right. Um, so with your, uh, you know, detect magic, you detect all the same things that I told him. And then you do spellcraft to try to determine uh, the school, okay. basically. Like, what, what is this spell? And uh, let me check something real quick. Yeah, so you got... All right, so here, what, what happens here is you um, you understand that this is a unique magical effect this is not uh, a spell per se this is not you know a spell that you could write down and cast this is an actual magical effect and okay. these are like highly theoretical um uh you know not something you've ever seen just things you've read about and even people who've written about them it's all theoretical you know but in this case um you know especially tying you know considering where where the wound came from 
with that odd storm and that lightning. And at that time you had, you know, you had determined that it was like magic itself mm. is the best way to describe it. It was like, um, magic bolts, not lightning bolts. Uh, there yeah. have been a lot of odd things taking place with magic. And, um, the best way to describe it based on the theories you've read is if let's say you have a, uh, a stream, you know, if magic is viewed as a, a flowing river, then you could determine its course and you could, you know, you could dip a cup in it and take some out without making a mess of the rest of it. And, but what if it overflowed? Okay. Then who knows what the effects would be? And, you know, so that's, that's the sort of thing you, you think of here. Like what, it, whatever struck you, whatever effect this is, you know, it's different from a spell. So, so when you're, when you're doing your spellcraft and you're, you're looking at this, you can detect, you know, almost all the schools in there, which mm. is not something you should be able to do. Cause with your detect magic, you're just getting the one aura. And, you know, if there were multiple, that'd be one thing, but you're just getting the one. So you shouldn't be getting all these different readings okay. from it. So, hmm. I believe that this is linked to the storm that we flew through and that storm, obviously enough, but on many different levels, Rohan was not natural. It was like a dam bursting and that the dam held back magic. And that was the effect. Once the, the dam had burst was magic unleashed, overflowing, uh, uncontrolled. And mm. I believe I see it here too, because there is not a single school that is present here this is not a spell this is just the effect of some sort of high concentration of magic that most likely was in those bolts of lightning in as well as the storm itself well i've seen you negate magic before is that a possibility here you've seen fenrith negate magic uh, i have yeah so another connection you make casimir uh, as you're giving that explanation you know something pops into your head and where that storm happened following your analogy of the dam and that land that whole area you know with all of its canyons carved into the rock it's like a perfect analogy of you know with your knowledge of geology it makes sense to you that all those canyons and crevices were formed by the flow of water over you know a long length of time yeah but now thinking back while you're giving this explanation of with that analogy of a dam maybe it wasn't water that that carved those canyons hmm. but anyway uh just looking at that um you know where you can detect the strength of the aura it it seems as if it's you know there's a little there's a little vibration you can feel a, l a little hum that it seems like it might be increasing in strength as time goes on that said, Rohan, perhaps your your idea may be correct. Maybe a field of dispelling that Finrith likes to uh, employ in his combat might be usable here. Uh, I well, do not know. Uh, if it feeds on magic, like you said, it uh, may even feed on that. Well, we, I feel we must do something to try and save our birds. Otherwise, it doesn't seem to show any signs of stopping or healing. Uh Perhaps we should off to the temple. I'm assuming that's where we'll find Fenrith. Hmm. Yeah. 
Perhaps we should. That said, though, mm. uh, have you had an odd feeling since arriving here? I always have an odd feeling when we're home. <laughs> Besides your normal uh, eccentricities, Rohan, uh, I noticed it this morning. I, I felt, a, I don't know, a longing or a drawing towards the West. Hmm. No, I haven't felt that yet. Hmm. Perhaps it's just me then. All right, let's find Finrith and perhaps Graham. So Rohan, um, when he asks you that, you, you, you say you haven't felt that, and that's true. But uh, that makes you realize that you have been feeling something. It's like that, uh, that tightness in your sinuses behind your eyes when someone's using fingernail polish remover, maybe. Mm. Um, and you just hadn't been thinking about it. But when Casimir asked you this, you realized that you do have that feeling. And it, it just seems to you, though you don't understand why, that it's something to the north, mm. nor- northeast, um, that's bugging you. Okay. Not that you uh, find yourself constantly looking that way, but it's just you get that feeling like like there something's wrong in that direction. For a second, do I see his eyes kind of yeah, go distant that. and look that direction? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Um, is there anything specifically in that direction? Like, is that the direction of uh, the mines or the mountain? Well, like the direction that the direction that you that you are feeling that from where you are, no, it's not the mines. Uh, if you drew a straight line from you in that direction, you would go through, you know, forest all the way to the the northern border of the island and then the ocean. Okay, I was just trying to think of something that would uh, give a rough direction that I could state, but I'll I'll, I'll just say, well, I've seem to be feeling a little bit of a pull in that direction and point say it, it, as if as if something's wrong there that i feel i must deal with hmm. it appears we it appears that we never receive a break <laughs> no rest <laughs> uh, all right hmm? yes uh although as a hero i never really expected to get much rest though this this uh constant battle is wearying all right. Well, shall we be off to uh, find Penrith? Yes, let's. Okay, I'll go back and I'll I'll nuzzle my rock, um, and tell her that we'll be back. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you can still speak to her. So she she answers you, but it's um it's a it's garbled, like it's not it doesn't come out in actual words. Like there's static. <laughs> no, it's like you know if someone that doesn't speak your language tries to speak to you. Like you can tell they're speaking and they're, they're speaking words, but it's just not coming out. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll head off. And I, I feel like should note as we're walking into the town that I cleaned off all the blood and gore off my armor, but not out of like my hair and my hands and stuff. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I figure, uh, What's his name? Folwin probably took care of my armor and boots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you guys are going to head to look for Fenrith. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So you set off that way. So Fenrith and Graham, um, you've gone up the line speaking with the people and then you head on into the town hall there and the mayor is sitting at a, at the large table there and she's talking to people um, and you can hear 
basically she's handing out assignments getting ready for the festival so people come up and she's like you need to be you need to bring me this many of that and you need to build this many of this and we need to find this from there and that's basically what's going on so um but you you walk into the town hall and she looks up and smiles at you and beckons you forward and says uh good morning it's good to see you what can i do for you is fenrith here no no i'm talking to fenrith and graham right now <laughs> oh <laughs> You guys got here fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, give her a, a bow and uh, thank you, Mayor. As uh, good morning, it's it's good to see you. As uh, we would like to discuss uh, where the celebration that you had planned was going to take place, as I think that it would be beneficial to hold it at the temple, even though. It is yet to be complete. Oh, that's actually a marvelous idea. Yes, let's do that. We'll hold it at the temple. Perfect. As, uh, and I assume she has, well, I'll just ask her. Is, uh, and do you need any assistance with supplies or uh, you know, setting any anything up? Um, Not at all. We have this completely under control. I encourage you and your companions take the time to get some much deserved rest. We'll handle all of the de- details. Perfect. Um, there is one other, one other, uh, matter. And as Graham has come up with an idea for the city's defense, as we've had a discussion with the back, the blacksmith, and she is going to drop some plans. Um, that way we can look them over. But, uh, uh, on the matter of metal, um, has anybody has anybody tried to go out to the mines at all? Um, well, about a month ago, uh, a team went out there, and um, they returned frightened out of their minds and said the place was still haunted by some evil. I could give no description of what form this evil takes. I uh, uh. I asked Nazus if he would go there and uh, investigate it and clear it out for us. And if I didn't know it was impossible, I would say that he him, was also terrified and he staunchly refused. He said, well, his kind have apparently some superstition. I don't know. I, I couldn't get an explanation from him, but he staunchly refused. So it's still unusable to us. As, could I have the names of those people that last went? As I have some questions that I would like to to ask them. Yes, absolutely. I'll get I'll get those names for you. Thank you, Mayor. As, uh, and I'll I'll look to my two companions and just see if there's anything else that they want to put in before I take my leave. I'll let her know that if if she needs us or she needs anything from us that uh will be up at the temple i have nothing to add uh we yeah we all have it totally under control please get some rest and we'll have a marvelous festival and just as she says that uh fullwin bursts in to the room you can hear some people outside shouting hey wait your turn but he ignores them and he's uh breathing heavily as if he uh ran to get here and he shouts there's going to be a hurricane tomorrow. We have to make preparations. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously this causes a stir and people are, what? 
Okay, what's he talking about? What did he say? We're under attack. And um, the mayor's like, uh, what do you mean there's going to be? And he says, well, I was the with the heroes up at the home, and Rohan said, sent me here. He said, I had to warn you, there's going to be a hurricane tomorrow. And the rocks are sick. Nobody understands what's wrong with them. What? What's wrong with the rocks? As all, all just uh, immediately start heading back to the hero house. Okay. Uh, what about you, Graham? Yeah, I'll fall in in line behind him. All right. So you guys um, start heading there, and uh, Fallen follows you a little bit, a little ways behind, trying to catch his breath still. And as you walk out, you can hear people say, "What? What is it? Heroes? The rocks are dead." Huh. Uh, as I, I will address Who's some of that. tomorrow? As there is no attack, as and there is no guarantee there's anything wrong with the rocks, wow. as I am going to check. How do you know and that? And I assure you everything will be okay. I'm getting caught up in the panic. How can we be sure? <laughs> as I know because I will make it okay. How do you know? You can get in an argument there. As I have faith in Corallon Larathian. Everything's and not that he okay. he will provide. But he isn't real. The elements do what they want. As a uh, backhand. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, not, fighting. not you too. Why do you Blasphemy. <laughs> as, uh, no, I'll, uh, I'll tell Graham that uh, we, in a quieter voice, that we, we must present the image of strength and control. Oh, as a bluff. If you do, if you, exactly, as if you are panicked, they're going to be even more panicked. <clears throat> Disperse, people. Everything will be resolved to your satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. He said <laughs> in his bluff best out there. Uh, Casimir voice. <laughs> yeah, do, do a bluff. Or perform, whichever. Do bluff. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, everybody's like, oh, okay. And they go back about their business without a second thought. The heroes have it under control. Um, and so you guys are headed back home, and you meet Ron and Casimir. Did you guys both come? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys meet Ron and Casimir on the path. And so there you guys all are. Uh, fall one stands behind and still trying to catch his breath. Yeah, I'll uh, so I'll, I'll yeah gesture towards you know back up towards the house uh, that we should make, be making our way up there. Just ask him what what is wrong with the rocks and what is this uh, what is this about a hurricane? <laughs> well, we're still trying to figure out what's wrong with the rocks. All I know is that they're in quite a bit of pain and and. They seem to have these marks that are growing on them that are magical in nature. It's yes. all um, questioningly look at uh, Casimir. All right. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I've been working on a theory that it's uh, an influx of magic that has afflicted, afflicted them. The uh, storm that we flew through uh, was, was pure magic. It wasn't a spell. It wasn't a ritual. It was magic unleashed uh, to such a concentrated point that it became manifested as we saw it and it has so too then uh, afflicted the rocks most likely from the various uh, strikes of lightning that uh, occurred uh, that's the best theory I have Rohan says that it seems to consume and feed on magic 
Yes, I, uh, I attempted to heal my rock with my limited uh, healing magic skills, and it took that magic and corrupted it to cause more damage. I theorize that perhaps a uh, area of dispelling might work, or it may feed the magic, depending on depending on how it uh, functions. We don't quite know yet. There hasn't been enough uh, testing. As and as for the hurricane, as I was scanning the horizon this morning, I could tell that one was going to be brewing and should be hitting the town by about midday tomorrow. Okay. Although Cradle has seen its fair share of storms, and I'm sure that we'll weather this one with no ill effects, just what, like the others. What uh, what season is this right now, Brennan? Um, is it like spring, summer? Well, fall. Just just fall. in just okay. into fall. And it, it, is that uh, normal around this time of year for our area? Uh, well, no, it is. Is I. Okay, I was going to say, I I would think that it would be more like either, what, late winter or, you know, summer, spring. Yeah, it's not, it's not normal around this time of year. Um, if he says it, okay. I believe it for the most part, until otherwise. Yeah, yeah he taught me everything I know. Uh, I'm definitely mm. not doubting uh, his ability to, to sense these things as, uh... Uh, there, there is a possibility I can do something about it, as I, I haven't tried since, and I'll just kind of uh, start uh, thinking inwardly there, not finish that sentence. Anyway, we need to do something about the rocks, and uh, yeah, I agree. As uh, I need to, as uh. I need to see him first, and then afterwards, uh, we'll I'll see what I'll, I'll share what I find. All right, and continue marching towards the uh, hero house. All right, so you make your way there. Full one's following, and Yathlani has caught up with you guys, and she's walking with Full one, and uh, you make it there, and the birds are still in the same state. So, um, so Fenrith, you you walk up, and you can see what I've described before that they appear to be sick and they've got this dark blotch that's slowly spreading with these purplish lines streak through it that wiggle around. So that's okay. Can I do a heal? Um, what I'd like to try and do is discern if, if, uh, if I guess if, if I've ever heard of a, a magical disease, um, or even if I can take, yeah, almost like biopsy, but just take some of the the infected area, and if it continues with whatever it's doing, well, like cut off a chunk so and see it, if it continues to burn. Well, not a, a chunk, but yeah, just like uh, some if there's like feathers that are inflicted, right? Is uh, maybe take uh, some of the feather, or uh, <laughs> if it's if it is just skin, then I can cut a little piece. Okay. And see if it continues that way. I can try and test some theories on it without risk harming the bird. Yeah, go ahead, and make a heal check. All right, so you walk up, and um, the the one with the most accessible wound is uh, Riven, or I mean Tempest. Um, that's uh, she's got the wound that's the most access accessible. So you go up and you take, you know, your knife and 
and you look really closely at it and so you can see when you get close enough the you know that the way that like paper appears when when you light it on fire but it's but it's not enough to set on fire if that makes sense that that kind of browning look. blackening yeah. yeah you see it uh, changing color underneath yeah, yeah and it and it'll slowly eat a little bit of it but but it doesn't catch that's sort of what the edge of this wound looks like um and as and you you take off a little bit with your knife and it doesn't seem to cause any discomfort extra discomfort to her because she makes no reaction um, does it still bleed like normally no or is the blood seem different yeah you're not seeing any blood right and you mm. can't see the skin because of this black you know it's almost like a a film um but you know go to you, when you touch it it's like that is her skin so it's not like you could scrape it out of the way or anything okay um but what you do with that heel check when you 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 know slice a little bit of it off um and you can see that it does that effect does continue until that little bit that you sliced off is entirely consumed okay so I, I do want to kind of be alone for, for the next part because I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm going to either ask for uh, a, a space in the lighthouse that I can use uh, without being disturbed or just take it down to my room or wherever I have any, you know, any of the medical equipment. Your room we might should be have closer. Set up. Yeah. Because we're like right there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I thought this was, we were up, for some reason I keep thinking we're up by the lighthouse. All right, yeah, so I'll just take it up to my room, but I, I do have Dispel Magic that uh, is part of my standard uh, preparation. Okay. Um, and uh, I haven't cast any spells since I saw that, so this will be the first attempt. But I want to try and and cast Dispel Magic on it in... Not as like a counter, but more as the area effect to negate suppress or whatever yeah yeah the yeah there's more of the suppression um option okay is this uh gonna be like the briefcase and that mech warrior campaign <laughs> just gonna blow Probably. up <laughs> all right so go ahead and do your dispel check okay wasn't there a way to roll your caster level we yeah, just went through that <laughs> i couldn't find it for some reason yeah, but it can list your caster level, which I guess you could also modify the D twenty. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's weird. Weird that that doesn't work. I don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have a dice icon. Is there a, is there a way to mess with it? Like, Wouldn't spell um, penetration be the right one? No, spell penetration would be a bonus to the caster level, right? On NPCs, I double click that caster level; it'll roll it. I don't know why it's not working for the character sheet. I don't even know if it just rolled. Well, just do a, let's see, a 1d20 plus caster level maximum plus 10. So do 1d20 plus 10. Oh, sorry. Uh, take, what, three away from my roll there then? Or, I'm sorry, one away from the roll. Uh, so 24. I'm not. I yeah, I'm not see seeing it. it. Oh, I didn't. Hold <laughs> on. Try it again. There you go. All right. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, you do this area effect. Um and that's uh I mean it's a twenty foot radius, so it would still only get the the one bird, but that's what you're doing there. 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to get a bird in this. I wanted to test it on this this thing, the, the chunk part that I cut away. Yeah, There's that way I can see what it what that does to it, right? Because if it tries to eat that magic as well, yeah, you know, the I guess the anti magic, then uh, I don't want it to try and hurt the bird. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um. All right. Let me make my. As if it dies, then I I don't know. That's all I have to think on it. All right, so you cast that spell, and you you don't notice any appreciable effect. Okay, so it doesn't stop what it was doing. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it doesn't add to it either, like Rohan described. Okay. So anyway, you're doing that, and um, so you wanted to go get like some equipment or whatever, or you wanted to go in, into the house or into the barn or something? Yeah, I wanted to go into... into uh, basically like my room probably and try that just so I could, in case it didn't work as I, I will be extremely relieved that I was able to cast the spell more so than the fact that it, uh, that obviously it, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, but all right. Yeah. As it, if that, uh, if that doesn't seem to work, um, then at that point I will dispel it. Or stop, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll dispel it. Because um, you said, I can, I think it says that you can dispel your own spells. Is it a concentration or is it just Just, just at will. Okay. Yeah, so I'll dispel it once it stops working, um, or once it's not working or doing anything. And then I'll, I will try to, to cast a, uh, let's see, I think I have a fairly low level, um, low level heal or level spell that I can convert into a heal, probably. But uh, I'll cast, uh, like, cure light wounds on it. On the bird? No, on that chunk. I want to see if that chunk still absorbs magic. Oh, I see. Uh, well, you know, I don't. that wouldn't qualify. Like, you've got to use... You don't think it would? Okay. Cure light wounds on it on a living target, right? Or can you use it against the... You can use it on undead. Right, but can you use it against an object? I don't think you can. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll say that you know that that wouldn't do anything. Okay, all right. As I, I'll probably need to to pray then, as uh, prepare some a different set of spells. Um, I will experiment it with with it a little bit though. Like I'll I'll cast uh, I'll do my burning hands at it, um, and see if it. See if it absorbs that. Okay. So, um, all right. So before you do that, Rohan and uh, Graham and Casimir, you guys are, he's, you know, he's stepped away a few feet. You guys are standing there watching, waiting to see if anything's going to happen. And uh, Fulwin has caught his breath and he, you know, you can tell that he's agitated for some way to be useful. So he starts moving towards the house to find something to do, but. Uh, Yathlani is there with you as well, and uh, she suddenly like gasps and she stands up straight and you know spreads her arms and she's got her head looking at the sky mm. and, uh, oh, no, and you look I at her. her. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't stab her, but as but when you look at her, uh, her eyes are like fluttering wildly, um, and there's this odd sound coming from her as she looks up at the sky. Um, so Graham, you're closest and, uh, 
You, uh, you can tell that she's going to fall over backwards. Casimir, something's wrong with, with her, and I'll go to grab her before she topples over. Okay. So, yeah, you, you make it in time, and you, you uh, like, hold her up, but she doesn't react to you in any way. She still keeps looking at the sky, and you, when you're looking at her eyes, um, it looks to you like they're actually spinning around in circles in the socket, like, you know, not not just moving around wildly, but actually spinning. And uh, she's her lips are moving, and she's sound is coming from her, but you don't understand any words in it. Uh, so that's what's happening there. Hmm. Is it just me who doesn't yeah. understand the words? No, nobody understands the words. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Casimir and Rohan, you guys see that Graham's holding her up, and she's looking at the sky, and she's mumbling something. Uh, and uh, let's see, Rohan. So you look to the south, uh, just for whatever reason, you glance that way, past the rocks, over the cliff, out to the ocean, and then you can see on the horizon uh, uh, a long black line across the horizon. Yeah, I mean, that's your first thought. Like, there's the clouds way out there. They look odd, though. It, it looks like a kid reached up with a pencil and drew a line across the sky, but, um, but that's your first thought. I mean, it's pretty, it's like at the very limits of your vision, like almost, well, yeah, it's, it's at the horizon. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, this happens, um, and you start heading towards town. Fenrith, you use your burning hands on this little sample you've got and, uh, it, it burns it away. Okay. Like you would expect. Well, at least it's not absorbing so it's got to be something that's either being attached to a living thing that continues to do it and then um ron as you're moving past graham and yathlani uh, she suddenly does a sharp intake of breath she stands up and she grabs your wrist and she says it's a hurricane of magic and then she looks over at you casimir and she says only Sheltering in the palm of Coralon can save us. And then she passes out. Hmm. That's where we'll have to stop for today. <laughs> nice. Thanks, nice. Brandon. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. man. Thanks for playing, guys. <laughs> Bunch of damn people talking in tongues. <laughs> damn, that is. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.